Oh no, we didn't. <laughs> Girl, yes, we did. We have invited our mamas. Y'all see our mamas are on the podcast. Oh no, girl. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe wherever you can find us, which would be YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and don't forget Patreon. That's a little paid little situation when you get all the behind the scenes. But we had a great idea. And I won't say we, because I don't know how this is going to go. Robin had this great idea. She said for Mother's Day, let's invite our mothers on to the podcast. And they actually graciously agreed. So thank you so much, mothers, for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Well, thank you, I think. Right. They have no idea. We have no idea. We just, we just, we got as far as the mama saying yes. So, um, in knowing your daughters, you've known us for most of our lives. <laughs> when you hear about us having a podcast or talking about dating, uh, I'll start with my mother since I'm, I've, you've known me longer and I've been dating longer. Um, well, how would you wrap up my dating life or my dating experience? So do I get one word or 25 words? Oh, I mean, how many how, words how it takes you? How many words it takes you? I think it's uh, very unique, very challenging, hmm, interesting, catastrophic. Wow. Oh, I got so many words. <laughs> no, I don't know. Did, did, did I hit anything? Okay, yeah, did we I can stop. We can stop. We can you stop. Get the point. You get, oh, I, I, I got it. Okay, thank Ma you. Mama Sermons. Uh, <laughs> how would you describe Robin's dating career so far? Let, let me let me answer that by saying that I was glad that y'all started the podcast because Robin is not a talker about things. And so through the podcast, I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. probably more than I would have than you know me and her just talking we talk about some things but yeah this has been interesting for me and it has actually garnered a lot of conversation between us that probably would not have occurred because she's not one that talks about herself mm -hmm. and what she's doing now my mom would have the opposite experience the opposite <laughs> She will say, not a podcast. Yeah, I already know everything on the Yeah, I already know everything. So no, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. If you think she's gonna have a talk, I get it. <laughs> and you're welcome, mother. I can tell you were excited about that. Very true. Oh. <laughs> but even Eunice and I talking, probably we probably talk, I probably exposed more on the podcast since I met her just because she is open about her experiences and stuff like that. And that's something I never did when we were working together. I was never, you know, I didn't talk. It was nobody to talk to. But then when she started, we started talking and stuff like that. So, so that, that is true. That is very true. That's kind of the point of the whole podcast it, is yeah. people yeah. don't normally talk about their catastrophic dating. You know, you kind of take it as a personal failure, a personal <laughs> embarrassment, a personal disappointment. And so the yeah. breakup that inspired the podcast was I wrote this long email to this guy who broke up with me while I was on TV doing the news and decided not to send it to him. And I read it to Robin and Robin is the one that said, okay, I know you're not going to send it, but you got to do something with this state of the union address you have written. She said, I don't know if it's a book, an article. <laughs> and that's how the podcast was born. So I think even though I talk a lot and am pretty open about whatever I'm going through, 
um, it still has been therapeutic to be able to have the podcast and have these conversations and have other people listen to them for sure. So, uh, catastrophic yeah, mother, mother, when you say catastrophic, when, when I'm the third of four children, you had, you were married, you had four kids, you got divorced. But in my experience of, since I've been dating, going back to whatever your earliest memories were, um, to where I am today as a 46, almost 47 year old, what do you think I'm doing wrong? I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Just because you experience something, that it, it's not a fault assigned to anything. I'm not assigning any fault. It's just what had happened. It's not a fault or success. And you notice I didn't say anything. You know, I'm not trying to assign any fault or any challenge or anything like that. So then if somebody else, like I did get married and I got divorced. So what did I do wrong? I mean, it, it, to me, it's not a right or wrong situation. It's just you recounting what happened. So it can't be right or wrong if you just live in your life going through it. So I, I don't look at things like that, right or wrong. So the right answer would have been, yes, it's all of the men's fault. Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. It's, not, it's nobody's <laughs> fault. It's nobody's fault. It's no. It's a no fault situation. Oh, I thought you weren't assigning the fault to Eunice because then we were just going to assign it. No, to I, I, else. I, I, no, no, it's no fault. No fault. <laughs> okay. Oh no, we got to address that again. <laughs> yeah, we might need it because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's been everybody else's fault, mother. And and, and I, I will <laughs> send you your script if you act like you can't speak extemporaneously. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ma, your turn. What what am I doing wrong in the dating world? I don't think you've done anything wrong. I think I question myself more than anything because I'm, you know, I'm basically a traditionalist and I still look at things traditionally. And and as I listened to the podcast, I questioned whether or not, I mean, because I raised you to be extremely independent. And I mean, from from a little girl, I told you, well, I, I, I pressed into you that you always had to be better. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wondered if my doing that caused you to have some of the thoughts that you now have. And, and that's not bad, but I'm, I'm grasping more of an understanding of where you and Eunice are now than I did when I first started listening to the podcast. Because actually, when I first started listening to the podcast, I expected, okay, they're gonna talk about things and they're gonna get it straight. And traditionally, they're gonna find that person out there that's out there for them because there's somebody out there for everybody. And now, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I think that each of you have you found yourselves. And, and you seem to be extremely satisfied with yourselves. And I'm beginning to be satisfied with you being satisfied with yourselves. And it was not easy for me in the beginning. I love that. I love that. Um, and it makes perfect sense. Um, I will say Robin is 100% your fault um, in how she thinks. <laughs> I've talked to you about that before. <laughs> I have gone to Mama Sermons and said, why is she, why did you make her like this? <laughs> um, 
But no, but it is interesting because I've had those conversations with my mom that you all were raised at a time that one, you didn't have as much access to information like we do. And so you knew what you knew, you know, um, now it's 50,000 yeah. channels and streaming services and internet. And so all this information helps to form people's opinions of themselves and others. And I think it's, it's yeah. a, an advantage and a disadvantage, I think, in dating. Um, because we know that there's other things versus what we've been presented. And so we don't feel yeah. overly attached to having to do with what's just right in front of us. We're like, well, I know that this ain't the best I can do. If there's a man in Guam that liked my Instagram <laughs> picture, there's a shot, he will come find me. Um, Mine's in Bolivia. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever said that to you, Robin, though. I, what? I don't, I don't think I ever tried to force you into any kind of relationship. No. Uh -uh. Like that. I mean, I, I was, you know, handoffish. No, I've never gotten that pressure at all I didn't, I didn't i didn't plan to and that's a blessing that um even though you're still married uh that you did not put that pressure on robin uh, based on even though you have very traditional feelings about those things and i think at our core we're traditional um that's the only reason we know that we've had to find new paths because if we didn't have that as a basis we wouldn't know that we were off that that, that path necessarily and i think from my grandparents generation to my mom's generation, to our generation, it's just been a very different world um, for what yeah. it is we're trying to do when we're talking about partnerships or building families. Mom, I wanted to say a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week even, we were talking and you were talking about how we are so much more intentional about things that you weren't necessarily intentional about when you were in the process of dating or getting married or having kids. That's so true. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I made the choices of the things I was given, not that I thought of a choice, you know. And I think today, I'm sure, like, if I picked a certain kind of person, then I don't like that kind of person. I usually, the person who liked me, I went on and liked them. So that's bad to say, but, you know. That's well, I mean, y'all had cute kids. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> but... But that is how it used to be, is you had the options on the street that you graduated with, that you were in school with. And I think it's a good thing and a bad thing that we have so much more access to information. Because um, we would have already married somebody or been with somebody if... Well, I, I think I think that, that I made a naive choice. See, you all can look and say, this probably not going to work out, you know. I don't think I had a long range plan. I just think, you know, you think you fall in love, you get married, you have kids, that's forever, you know. So I, I never thought of every day what's going on, every kid what's going on, all the pitfalls and stuff, and how is this person going to handle it? Because sure, you see this person might have a temper or might have this, but you think, well, that's okay. Love conquers all. Yeah. I would not think that today. And we don't ever be thinking that. I think that no. prevents us because we do think about the air. This is who I'm gonna have yeah. to talk to every day. And yeah. I think I think some of our faults, Eunice and I's faults, are we think a little bit too much about. Oh, I see something right there that might not work out, as opposed to kind of like living in the moment. Um, not saying that anything we I don't think we turned down anything that was for us or whatever. You know, I don't think we missed out on our opportunity or anything like that. But I do think. Um, we, we think too much. <laughs> yeah, we but, definitely but, think but, it's a balance. 
Robin, wait, wait, Ma'am. let me say, say this, Robin. You said you didn't turn down anything that you thought was for you. See, now the opposite, I made it for me, whatever it was. Yeah, See, it, probably wasn't, it wasn't for me either. But I thought I was obligated to make it work. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, mm-hmm. I, I went through some relationships that I knew were not for me. So I think that I knew that I had a choice. And I made some choices. Um, but I think, Robin, and I, I guess I'll have to ask you now, I think that now I'm more independent than I was when I got married. And through, yeah. through years. Yeah, I agree. Well, see, now that's the thing, because I, I mean, when I was growing up in the house, I felt like you were always independent. And I think when I first got out of the house, you let you let me in on some things and, and let me know that, you know, daddy was who daddy was, you know, he's the head, head of the house and all that kind of stuff. But now, I think when you hit 60 or something, <laughs> <laughs> now you are much more independent. And I think I have something to do with that. So I'll just pat myself on the back. <laughs> but even Robin has shared before that growing up in the household with her parents, she did perceive the relationship and the hierarchy of things a certain way. And then when she left, it was like, oh, so daddy was in charge, but mama told me to ask daddy, but maybe mama knew daddy was going to say what your mama said, <laughs> you know? And so you say, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I but mean- my mom was just, my mom was more vocal. My dad, he was a work my mama worked too, but he just wasn't around like that. He was always at work. So mom, mom, with my mom being more vocal and, you know, more of the disciplinary for us, the kids and stuff like that, it just, it just, it lent itself to, for me to think that, you know, she ran the house, basically. Well, I think about my grandparents and my grandma, I think, had a job outside the house for a couple of days in her lifetime, but it was grandma's house, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> my granddaddy worked and built the house, but yeah. he was always going to grandma's house. Um, Cause I think this, the, the mom or the grandma mm-hmm. makes the home. And so that's whose house it is regardless. So mom, mm-hmm. when you raised me, you have said, since I've been an adult and I don't know if you remember you, cause I know whenever I bring up something you said, you'd be like, now why you be acting like I said that? <laughs> I'm like, but I remember once you said you hope because you were divorced and you didn't date while we, you were raising us. You said to me once that you hope you didn't ruin me into thinking I shouldn't want or need a man because I saw you have four kids and not seem to want or need one. And you said, you hope you didn't ruin me in my thinking and that I feel like I don't want or need one. Yeah, well, I, I don't remember saying it like that, but I'm sure I did that sentiment because when I was listening to Robin talking about growing up in a uh, mom and dad home, I can't imagine how it was growing up in a single parent home because I grew up in a mom and dad home. So we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, me being a single parent. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how that was for units. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, like, I didn't have no structure. I don't think. I was just trying to live my life. I told them that was the first time I was single when I got divorced because I went from my daddy house to my husband's house. Mm-hmm. So when I got divorced, I was single. It just so happened I was single with four kids. So I grew up with them. So I don't know if just my adventures of being me, you know, it, it wasn't structured like mom and dad or find a man and all like that. I was just living, just trying to get a job, take care of my kids, what are we doing today? 
nothing like structured, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if, if I would say I never made you think that you're going to have to find a partner or whatever, or, you know, a man. I, I never thought that myself after that, you know. And I because think in my mind, thing. I thought, I think in my mind, I've always translated, you know, we're all of some of our parts. And so whether we work hard to be the opposite or we just naturally become what we, what we were born to be or what we were raised in, I think unconsciously I've always known I was going to be okay by myself. And I was like, and I ain't even got four kids to raise. So I saw somebody who seemed like they was okay with four kids. So for me, I really don't have no challenges, you know, because I'm not trying to raise four people and feed them and have them have extracurricular activities and make them feel like good people. Those aren't things I even ever have to do. So when people look at me as a single woman with no kids living my life and they feel bad for me, I'm like, what? <laughs> like I'm literally doing this on purpose, you know? So I can look back. If you can't imagine being a kid of a single parent, I can't imagine having four kids by myself. You know, so the perspective is, I don't know what that looked like for you, <laughs> you know, but I'm but, conscious but, of not wanting to also, see it from the inside. Also, most people would think of that as an awesome responsibility. To me, and, and I'm trying to say this right, I'm glad I had my kids by myself. I know you did. I know you was happy. You yeah, 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 about yeah, that's, that, that, that's selfish. And, you know, I, I hate that you didn't have your father but I'm glad you didn't have your father. So, you know, like some people say they stay for the man. I never gave it a thought. <laughs> what the hell? And you now, know, I will say, hard, but, you yes. know, my mom raised her four kids. When they, she got divorced, she had been a stay-at-home mom during the marriage, went back to school. We moved back in with her parents, four kids. And she started working at Taco Bell and put herself back through school at UAB and had this great career. Um, and never got child support and never took nobody to court about it. And, mm -hmm. um, and I'm getting emotional today, about it, but thank you. That's like, you did a really good job. I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but, it, it, but it, it, it's like, you didn't have the structure, but you had somebody living their life. Right. You yeah. know, and that's, that's all I, I can say. I, I didn't have a pattern, you know, I was just so glad I had the ability to get a job. Man, you know, I didn't ever hear of nuclear medicine. And I think I was blessed to get into something that afforded me, that afforded me to use my intellect. You know, just, oh man, I was just, you know, in paradise. And with four kids, that was the bonus. Cherry right, on looking the top. back, you might have been a little bit weird, crazy, thinking that was something to do. <laughs> looking back. Who told yeah, you I, do I, that? Yeah, 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 but no. No, but when pe people would be, be amazed, like, you got four kids? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't think that was a lot because your mom had how many? Ten. Right, so you didn't think four was a lot of kids. No, I thought, well, what? What was that? Like, every kid was so unique to me. It was never a responsibility. I remember when I had my first child, I felt it, it was so uh, spiritual to me. I felt like I became part of the universe. So I'm always a little odd like that. So, you know, that's why you a little odd like that. <laughs> I'm odd like that. Black grew up in a, in a single parent home. There were six six kids. Mm. But, yeah, but yeah, six. Two boys, well, seven, two boys, five girls. But because there was no father in the house, and I had my grandfather, but he didn't live in the house, but he was always like our dad, I 
always envisioned a life with the with the mom and the dad. But because there was not one in the house, we all grew up very, very independent, me and all of my sisters. So much so until we, we did an injustice to our brother to our brothers because we didn't we didn't teach them how to be independent because we took care of them and we ruined them for some women to come later um so because i grew up as an independent person i wanted a home for my kids with the with the mom and dad but in the back of my head evidently i always knew that i wanted robin to be independent and I think I want her to be more independent than even her brother, Russell. Because I worked more with making sure that she knew how to do stuff for herself and to take care of herself. Because that's how we were raised. You know, there was nobody there to tell us how to do anything. We just figured it out, me and my sisters, and we did it. And to this mm -hmm. day, we are still like that. And so she gets a lot of her independence from just the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. So when you think about little Robin uh, getting married or not getting married, does one emotion or thought feel more special than the other? Or have you not given it thought since she hasn't presented a suitor that she would do that with yet? <laughs> like, you know, when people say, oh, I had this dream for my kids of them getting married and having grandkids. Like, is that a dream you two have had specifically for these two children since you have other children as well? It's, it's interesting that you would ask that. I saw Russell, my son, getting so, married. I envisioned a life with him getting married. But I didn't necessarily, I didn't envision a life with her getting married. Now, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Do you do you know that, Robin, or know why? Um, I have some really theories. You have that list I made? <laughs> well, part of it is because She's always been independent. That's what I was about to say. And I'm, I've always been like single too, for the most part. Yeah. Russell would have girlfriends come in and out, you know, even, you know, from high school, college on. And I wasn't bringing boys to the house like that. She did. You know what I mean? So I can see that that just being, oh, well, she's just not really hit that. <laughs> I didn't see it. And I never thought about you having children. Mm -hmm. Because you, you like children away from you. Yeah, that's not necessarily. So <laughs> I feel like children over there. We love children over there. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that wasn't something that I envisioned right. either. Yeah, Russell was always the kids' person in our in our family. The kids yeah. would flock to him. They would stay away from me. It was like I had a like negative magnet, but it was cool because I liked it like that. Yeah, that's I think if I had my own child, it would be different. I don't know, but maybe. maybe. Mom, I'm the third of four and all your other kids have gotten married and had children um have you ever had any thought about me doing that or not doing that uh, you used to say something and i never liked how you said it when you were growing up when you yeah you know you know what you uh, you say my mama don't care if we don't be nothing she don't be telling us how to do nothing or to be nothing i have no idea and you used to say that's when you that don't sound right don't say i, I don't want you to you know, like how some kids, like you just said earlier, 
people have a plan. I want you to go to college. I want you to finish it. You, you put yourself out there through college. You did that. So I never thought about you doing nothing one way or the other. It's just like, whatever you're doing, that's good. Whatever Miriam doing good, you're, I, I don't care like that. I don't envision nothing about nothing and nobody like that. Is that the answer? Yeah, but I mean, mm -hmm. I think that is why I'm willing to try anything because I've never been afraid of failing because I never felt any pressure to succeed. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'll try anything. I did the opposite with Rob, and I think I put probably more pressure on her succeeding. Uh-huh. And, 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 and education, you know, anything. Yeah, same play. You go after it, and you do it, and you do it better than anyone else, because you can. Hmm. So, if, you know, I don't know whether that's a negative thing or not, but I, I push that. Well, well I, I, think probably, I probably, I probably did too, Barbara, but not like that. You know, like whatever they were trying to. What uh, what I used to say, you was the worst thing happening is you could do it. Yeah. But you had you had your own dreams, you had your own thing that they, they not mine. You right. Know yeah. Said. So yeah. I, I I don't think I, I said uh, be the best you could be and all like that because so I'm I'm so thankful all of them were so different and had their own personalities so. Yeah. I didn't ever have no uh, preconceived notion of what to do or what to say about anything. Mm -hmm. And one thing Not I will say, you say, you say maybe lack of structure, but I don't think we, any of us will recall lack of structure, but in your mind, you might've <laughs> thought you didn't have no structure, but you would let us kind of self-discipline you. We would ask to do something and you would say, well, do you think you should do that? And then we would have to answer the question. You know, it might be the 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 party after the football game. Mama, can I go to the showboat party? Do you think you should go? Well, yeah. Well, why do you think you should go? Well, all my friends are going, and da -da 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 -da, you know. And so you said, okay. Well, then you should go. And then when somebody get to fighting or shooting, and we come home, you would say, so now you know not to ask me to go next week. And we'd be like, do I know that? <laughs> you know. And so we just kind of learned how to self-regulate ourselves. Of I'm not gonna ask my mama to go next week because last mm -hmm. week it didn't turn out well. And so she would mm -hmm. kind of give us information and would say, do you think that makes sense for you to do that? And we would defend even our bad decisions. And she said, well, go on out there and do it. Let's see. <laughs> and when we would come home with our tail between our legs, mom and dad didn't work. Well, now you know not to do that no more. And I think I'm still that same way. Let me go on out here and see. And then I, when I tell people about pursuing your dreams, I'm like, I think people get hold, held up in dream chasing because they are attached to being successful at it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just do it because you want to do it. And it might work out. And if it don't, you know not to do that no more. And keep it moving. You ain't got to worry about it. Robin, do you remember this incident when, when I think you were a ninth grader at Ramsey and y'all had like whatever this big festival of the year that you would have. Mm -hmm. and the girls had decided. She's telling this story, y'all. She just, I mean, it's just eating her up. Just gone. You, I knew she was going to find a way to throw that story in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see. So let's see. I decided that they were going to wear hot pants or short pants or something, you know, something sort of revealing, which was, well, that was fine. And, but it was cold at night. So I said, Robin, I said, I think it's a little, a little too cold. To wear this, but we are all gonna do this. We are, and we are, you know. Okay, all right. So I, I didn't stop her, and she was the only one out there with the hot pants on. Was <laughs> everybody else had sense enough that it was cold outside? We might need to change the yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah. So 
so I never again had to tell her, and this was ninth grade, I remember, but I never again had to tell her not to listen to the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, to be an individual. If you want to do it, do it because you want to do it, because you feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lesson well taught. And now I wear my hot pants anytime I want to. She will. Yeah. She will. <laughs> so you said, I always got my legs out. Why you always got your legs out? Well, she got these little bitty legs. And so they'd be cute and little short stuff with her little high heels on, you know. Um, so I'm about 10 years older than Robin, and I think our friendship has lent itself to, you know, my my sage wisdom and her being uh, still actively involved in things I have given up. <laughs> so I think we're a good balance. But I also know that a lot of times we are talking about what my mama said or my mama told me or this is what I learned from my mama. So whether you two realize it or not or would want to take any credit, <laughs> this is all of your doing uh, the way we are, even in our independence. So whereas you felt like you didn't have a choice or didn't even think that choice was a thing, you know, as having your DNA and being a representation or a little spawn of you, it, I'm, I'm all your choices, you know? And I think um, all of the information and how you two have lived your lives um, has informed why we are the women we are and why we do feel like we have choice and why we do feel like we don't have to settle. And when we don't have to accept poor and bad behavior It's because of how y'all raised us to feel about ourselves. Now, in some universe that might we might be spoiled and spoiled rotten and haughty and as my mama said bigoty and all those things but we like the way we are so thank y'all for that um because even in being able to own our truths is because of how we were raised yeah yeah but Eunice, that that also being older i would not have a definition for success like finding fault you know like you know how who's to say what's a successful thing you know mm-hmm. now if to me you and robin are very successful because y'all like the people you are yeah you know so yeah. that is a great success i don't care whoever else share your life but the way you move through the world you like that you yeah. like yeah. your journey so that's that's great yeah. now other people might not define that they be, and they always make single women today feel like they lack something or something is wrong. But I'm telling you, I don't feel that way. I see that you are, you know, you, you yourself, you like yourself, you like the way you move in the world. I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Now, I, I, I must say that I would love for Robin to have a companion to spend some time with, to do some things with, to go some places with um, of the opposite sex. Because she does a lot with her friends. You know, if that's the old traditional part of me that's still stuck there, it's it's still there. I haven't negated that at all. But if it doesn't happen, as long as she's happy, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I think in our, in our core, we would love to have a companion to do all those things with. At our core, obviously, you know. Um, and and even yeah. in in four seasons of the podcast, you know, obviously we've tried and failed several different incarnations of securing such a companion. <laughs> so I think it's not that <laughs> we don't want that, but I think we're good with what we have, and we're not anti anything. Yeah, right. Um, but we are pro ourselves, right. and I think 
we still have to defend yeah. our choices of women uh, as women of a certain age in this world, in this country, in this society, that we have to defend our choices and our agency over our own lives. And as whereas we and as you, as women who raised us, can appreciate us having agency, you know, we still have to answer to that traditional patriarchal society that says, what's wrong with you? Or what was it last week? We're leftovers, you know? And so in dealing with that, you know, a lot of women do succumb to not wanting to be a, a spinster <laughs> or, or all the things they call single women. Um, when we're really, we're out here having a really good time until and if we meet someone to share it with, but we won't be yeah. miserable waiting. I think, yeah. more, right? I think that, I mean, that's the biggest thing. What? What was that? No, go ahead. Oh, no, that that's the biggest thing. Um, at the end of the day, we want to contain our joy and our happiness. And so if that involves another person and that person is able to add to it and not take it away. And I'm not saying like the little petty stuff that we talk about on podcast. Sometimes we just, I know I'm petty sometimes, but just overall, if that person is not adding to that and is somehow taking that away and making me feel like I'm not, you know, who I know I am, then, okay, let me just live this life, you know, <laughs> until somebody comes along that can appreciate me for who I am. Right. Yeah, and you know what? The thing of it is, the world has changed, you know, and you all had the responsibility of talking to people who have not changed their opinion of things. Y'all living and dealing in a world that y'all got today. And y'all doing great. Yeah. But people always challenge you and ask you a question about something that was going on 50 years ago. And that's a burden that y'all have to carry. Like, you know, like they say the black tax or how black people we feel, we used to feel that black person do it, we all got to pay for it, you know, be shamed. Cause, but see, now single women, to me, I'm not saying y'all should be proud, but I am saying you should yeah, be proud. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that you are living now. And that, but don't let anybody put you back or make you think that you got to be unhappy because you are single. You know, because yeah. it's the old man, and you, it's the old man you used to ask the question, are you single or are you, uh, are you married or are you happy? Mm -hmm. See, that's, you know, you could be married and not be happy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people are just content to say, well, I am married. We've been married 40 years and everything like that. But inside it's a hollow shell. Yeah. Full of regret, full of loneliness, full of said no love, no nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't wish that for nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I went through um, not having children until I was 30. And I suffered through family gatherings of, well, when you have them, they're going to have to call you grandmama. You know, because, you know, and so I would not want that for Robin at all. And, and I guess I'll ask you now, other than my oldest sister, is there anybody in the family that talks to you about not being married? Because I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think they do. And mm -hmm. I, I would jump to your defense at any time if I heard that. Yeah, no, I don't get grief at all. But I think it's because of the way I present myself as a confident, successful woman. And if they see that, if they see that exuding out of me, they're not gonna be like, you know, if I walked around moping, they probably would be like, well, you don't get them. But no, I don't get that. 
I don't get that at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, Who else says I'm to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know. Hey, <laughs> but people act like getting the mate is like buying a, a box of detergent. You know, you just go down there and pick it up. You know, it's not like that. I remember uh, after I've been divorced a long time, somebody said, well, you seem nice. Why did you get divorced? And so what's the answer to that? They, it, it's no simple answer. It's, it's a take a lot to keep a marriage and take a lot to break a marriage. It's never one thing. And so when, when somebody say, well, why are you not married? I, now you know what I used to say? Well, you tell me the answer. Because they obviously you thought about it. Because if you ask a question like that, you don't even know what the answer would be. Like if I say, well, why you not married? Well, what what kind of question is that? Everybody mm-hmm. want to be married. Well, they had none on sale this week, or they had sold out when I got there. <laughs> they on my side. Eunice, you are, you are your mother's child. Let me point out, my mother is married. <laughs> what that mean? Well, how long you been married? Ah! Why are you saying that? What did but I how say? How long you been married? Remarried. Yes, twenty years. Okay, so I just want to point out. <laughs> what? What did my mother is married? But you are your mother's child, Eunice. Wait, what does that mean? What, is, what are you saying? Like? They had sold out by time. That whole, that whole. Oh, they ain't have them on sale this week. Yeah, they were sold out by the time I got there. Listen. Yeah, I mean, but people ask questions. to my mother. We both get offended because I'm like, first of all, I did not, ra- I did not raise myself out in the woods. Obviously, this started somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but, 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 but what I'm saying, sometimes people will ask you a question. Yeah. I, I, they are expecting a certain answer. And I know they don't like me either because I always say after I get it. So what is the answer? What you think the answer is? Even though you asking me. Because why would you say to that? Right. But that also, people feel emboldened to say things to single people. That is yeah, actually kind of rude. Like wrong with you. Yeah, and why you ain't getting married, and why you ain't got no kids, and why you got them dogs, and and you know, for me, I'm like single men have dogs, families have dogs. Why? Because I'm a single woman. Dogs are now like this weird thing to have, you know. Yeah, and, but then you got to start letting them answer their own question. I would not begin if they have a little enough sense to ask me that. I would say, so what do you think the answer is? No, my mom. And then I, I would try. I would try to defend being single. Well, no, and that's I would thing. try I don't to say nothing it. because that's a dumb question. Why you ain't married? That's so dumb, ain't it? Right, but I'm conscious of. The so fact that when people questions. ask me questions, I don't answer. I just say it's so weird that I have to defend my life to you. Like that's so weird. Don't you find that? Don't you find that awkward that I'm having to no, de- you're asking so. me to defend my life choices that don't involve you, affect you in any way? Don't you feel awkward? And you just kind of put it back on them. Of you know, I, I told the story about how somebody I used to work with, he's married, and I was just telling him I'm so happy. I'm in a really good space. I know I'm not interested in dating right now. I'm just really being successful and happy and in my right mind. And he kept saying, I just hate that for you. And I kept saying, but what are you hearing me say? Are you hearing me saying I'm having a bad time or a good time? I know you say you're happy, but I just hate that for you. I said, but I'm I'm saying I'm happy and I'm good. And so people, uh, Mama Sarma is like you said, they're so attached to the traditional way that even yeah. though it's a whole new world, people just say what they heard. And they repeat what yeah. they heard. And they know the world is different. They know life isn't what it used to be. But they just still say it. And it's like it's on a loop. And it's like, or we can just talk and, about And, and they, they are comfortable 
if you uh, have been married and have kids, like, oh, you've been broken. You've been hurt. Yeah, yeah. You. They are that would comfortable. Make sense. But, yeah. And guess what? And guess what, though? They don't find nothing wrong with you. They find yeah. something wrong with you if you haven't been broken. A hundred percent. you haven't been crushed. Yeah. If you haven't been, you know, oh, That's you ain't never weird. been married. You ain't got That's no weird kids. thing. That's a weird yeah. thing. Something wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Something is wrong with you in that you have not been decimated as a human. That's it. <laughs> and and you don't, don't have the you little spawns to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask a question. Um, you, both you and um Eunice, are y'all faced with those kinds of questions now from your friends? I mean, because I would I I, I would think that you wouldn't be. Yeah, it, it it. I mean, not necessarily my friends, but just no, people when you meet, like, oh, you're 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 almost forty years old. You're not married yet. Like, no, never had no kids either. You know, yeah, it's all yeah, that's still happening. And it's not. It's definitely not for my friends, but it is. So it's a social media trope to talk about women of a certain age who aren't married or don't have kids. And it goes from you're a horrible person to your body parts must be trash to all these reasons why. But for us, we're like, we're making active, intentional choices. And if you look at either one of us, obviously we can get a man. That ain't the question. You know, anybody can get a man. Anybody can have some kids. That's not like we don't know how to do that. It's a question of, can we have the man we want? Do Can we have the man we deserve? <laughs> you know, and and I'm not going to settle. And so yeah. as a almost 47-year-old, um, I get it probably every other day, but I get it from, from my peers in comedy, you know, the men who are proud of the number of baby mamas they have. And, you know, and they're like, you ain't even got no kids. What's wrong with you? And it just becomes like a joke. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I said to somebody this weekend, a guy who had two baby mamas and talking about all the girlfriends he has, and he was making fun of me having dogs for companionship. I said, but you sound like you lonely for how you spread yourself around. You the one looking for companionship. Not me, you know, and, but we live in an alternate universe where the, the futures, the rapper future and all his baby mamas versus Russell Wilson, who's married with kids, you know, and that's just, and it's weird because you're like, it's, but y'all, this isn't winning. Like having all these baby mamas and having all these broken relationships and having these kids being raised, raising themselves, that's not normal. Um, and that's not even beyond traditional. It's just like, but this is beyond what's non-traditional. We're non-traditional in being single, but I think the, the tradition has been broken of a nuclear family or that you would be with the person that have your children or that you would care for your children. <laughs> you know, like that's that's out of style. Yeah, now. you would care for them and not have them all over the world just hanging out. Right, and so that's the stuff that I'm traditional about is, hey, you got kids. And, and think about it. We're trying to date men who probably have kids, either they're divorced or they already have kids by the time they meet us. That's a whole nother layer in dating now is yeah. one, we want someone to be available to us, but we also don't want nobody that's not taking care of their kids. Like that's not attractive, you know, and they can tell you all the stories about the baby mama yeah, and how she and, and, and also, all that. And it's like, or. <laughs> yeah, but but, but I'll, also, the danger for you and Robin is men who look at you as a challenge to just date you to see could they get you or to get you fall in love with them and everything, and then to trash you. Yeah. Even to the point of maybe even marrying you or get engaged to you. Yeah. And then so then they have conquered you. They that's a notch on their gun. So you know you have a danger in this system how it is now. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Because they are not honorable. They are not looking for a, a life partner. 
And and like sometimes when you be on the day nap, I was wondering why would they go on a day nap and then act like that? Yeah, I be asking the same thing, Mama. You know, so that's what I'm saying. That's the danger you have of you believing that they are meaning what they say. We go through this, we go through that, and then they 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 not about nothing. And what's crazy is I had this conversation this weekend. They were talking about a, a guy who has other babies. That's the woman's fault if she falls for it. I said, but men lie and men manipulate and men tell you what you would want to hear and they tell you you're special and no, you don't understand that was different. So when you choose to believe someone who is actively causing you to believe them, you are then still deemed the dummy for thinking you were special. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, and it's, it's never the man know. that was the dummy for lying in the first place. Yeah. Well, we but, have but found also, very little but, accountability for the men. It's the why did you cheat? Why would yeah, you date a bomb? Yeah, why'd you get a deadbeat yeah, man for a daddy? Yeah, all that. So, yeah. You know. well, I mm. I just think that the, the basic nature of male and female is to attract each other. And so it ain't no mystery, but they try to make like it's some big mystery that you all got to play a certain game, dance a certain dance, and it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, then the world has gotten like that. And then so even the women would defend the men or the women will be part of their harem. Well, he with me tonight and he be with you Monday night like that. See, that's, that's all, you know, and they all accept that. This is it's a terrible world that you have to be single in. It's a messed up world. Yeah, it is. It is. Amen. We can leave on that. You know, that's how we start the show. <laughs> but but don't don't ever see it, it's like how people gaslight you or try to tell you good is bad and bad is good. Uh 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 uh. uh. Don't don't file for the okie doke. Don't do mm-hmm. it, Mama. I think we good over here. I think I <laughs> I think we good. I am hopeful for my friends who are still interested in that type relationship and partnership. I'm open to the fact that one day, not today, I might be open to that idea. Uh, Not today, not this year, probably not next year, but I'm open to the fact that maybe one day I would wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to try this again. But, but what's interesting is it does not matter really whether you grew up in a single parent home or a two parent home or whatever, you still have to make active choices for yourself. And sometimes people right. will kind of lean on that. Well, my parents been married 40 years. So I think Robin, you dated somebody who you knew that he just wanted to insert wife here and, and start his own story because of the story he wanted to repeat of his parents. Or you have people who come from the single parent home that just want to get with somebody so they can have the two parents at home, you know? And it's again, not being intentional, just making choices as a reaction of the upbringing versus saying, is this a good match for me? Am I a good match for them? Are we compatible? Is this going to work next Thursday? And so far, the answer has been literally no. <laughs> We're but, not going to make it to but to me, <laughs> but, but to me, the best thing that has happened to you and Robin is that you have not been married and that you have not had children. So they try to, you know, that that you have not had that heartbreak. I, I have been married. It's the heartbreak to go through a divorce, you know, and, and to be left out there like that to start over and feel used. And it, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of hurt that you carry with you the rest of your life by that. I mean, like you, you say that the boys never saw me cry or never saw, no, it, it's a devastating thing. And you can live in love with a broken heart, but your heart be broke, mm-hmm. it be broke. So it's a blessing to me, even though they try to make you think that you're not winning and not blessed, 
that you have not gone down that path. Amen. Yeah. Well, mamas, thank y'all so much. This is our special Mother's Day edition. And like I said, it was Robert's bright idea, but I was, since it went okay, I think so. We had this idea to do this. So thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so much for joining us. Thank you for raising us to be the amazing women that we love today. I think um yeah. totally unrelated, but related is that thing that if we had if we had any different or lower opinion of ourselves we'd be mad at you about something but that's not the case so y'all did a great job so thank you we're, <laughs> we're proud of you we're proud of both of you very proud of both of you yeah thank you thank life, you very I'm much excited. i'm excited for what life has in store for both of you yeah whatever that is yeah and, and i'm excited to just see how y'all move in the world every day y'all be moving and y'all ain't looking back y'all ain't regretting Hey, y'all don't be crying in y'all beer every Friday night. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. I ain't got nobody. Well, you just called me the other day. Like, what you about to do? It was a Friday night. I said, my mama got a new dining room table, girl. I'm about to go look at it. She said, oh, that's what we doing on Friday. <laughs> to her the next day. I said, you know what I like about us? Is that I said, what you doing? He said, oh, my mama got a new dining room table. I said, and that was your Friday night. She said, oh, it's nice, too. I said, and that's what I like about us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Okay, in my right mind, with my peace and my calm, is going. And then wait, she did say I'm gonna go look at my mama's new diary table. She said, "Oh, my aunt over there too." <laughs> Very good. But she said it's a nice table, and she—that's what she did on that Friday night. And I double checked with her on that Saturday. Now that is what you did, right? Yeah, had a good time. <laughs> so y'all are part of our our active social life. So we appreciate y'all still being around and activating and letting us share our stories with you, either through the podcast or as my mama get it, you know, the daily episodes of Eunice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it every day, every day. I don't need a podcast. You're welcome, mother. You're welcome. All right, guys. You're until welcome. next time, this was a bit a super edition, Mother's Day edition of Oh No Girl. Yes. Yeah, so until next time. Mm, 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 mm. Oh no, he didn't. Girl, yes, he did. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Bye.